Hello, my beautiful people. It's Heidi here from the world according to Heidi. And I am so excited to welcome you to the Let's Whine About It podcast. We will laugh, probably cry, and of course there will be whining. No, not the kind that makes you want to cringe, but the kind that makes those hard days just a little bit easier. All right, so we'll get started. And today I am very excited to be welcoming Meg Mothershed. Mothershed, did I say that right? I always feel like I'm saying it wrong. (laughs) Even though it's so straightforward, I think maybe it's just like too straightforward. I feel like there should be something that's (laughs) tripping me up. (laughs) That's all right. We get get mothership, uh, lots of of iterations of of mother (laughs) that are out there. So you said it right. (laughs) Awesome. I love mothership. That's kind of (laughs) cool. All right. Yes. So I met Meg um, through a networking Facebook group, actually. And we had a chance, call. it's been a little while since we first had our little initial phone call or Zoom call. But I liked our conversation and was really excited to have you join us. So welcome. Awesome. It's great to be here. Thank you. You bet. So first off, because, you know, we are whining about business, tell me what wine you're drinking with me today. Well, nothing fancy, if I'm being honest. It's <laughs> That's just, uh, great. I have recently discovered the magic of boxed wine, so, but it's actually a good one, I have to say. It's, uh, it came recommended uh, online, but it's just, uh, I think it's Black Box uh, Cabernet. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of the better oh. ones I've tried for a boxed wine, I have to say. I agree. I really like the black box. Um, I have a Chardonnay in my kitchen right now. That's the black oh, box. Nice. I really like. I have to tell you though, my very favorite box wine is from Denver. Uh, nice. This is the Denver area. It's like I think they're called Big Hat Wines. Or does that sound familiar? It doesn't. But I'm going to write it down. <laughs> anyway, yeah. And the the brand that I like is called the Maverick. And I found it. My girlfriends and I go to um, the wine festival there in Palisades. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. We haven't mm-hmm. gone for a few years just with COVID and then anyway, but they're always there. And I always buy like three or four boxes to bring home. That's like the Ooh. best box wine ever. I love it. So anyway, that's great. Since I'm you're right there, I'm going to tell you to go grab some because it's fantastic. Please. I wrote, I wrote Especially a note. Especially if you like a cab because it's, yeah. it's a blend, but it's like a bolder red blend, you know, not, nice. not like the sweet red one. So anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, um, I'm drinking a Sauvignon Blanc that I was just telling Meg before we started recording that wasn't really great. <laughs> so I turned it into a spritzer, which if anybody's been listening to me very long, they know that that's just what I do. If I try some wine and I don't love it, then I add some Sprite or some ginger ale or something to it. So, and now it's fantastic. But now I want to be sitting on my patio in the summer rather than it being freezing <laughs> cold outside. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Meg, I know that you are the branding guru and you have all kinds of tips and tricks for us. So let's get started. Tell me and our listeners just about yourself, how you got started and what it is that you are passionate about. 
Sure. Yeah. So my husband and myself own Mothershed Design Co. And so we are a boutique branding and web design studio based right outside of sunny Denver, Colorado. So it's just the two of us uh, working together. Um, my husband and business partner, Josiah, started the business in 2016. So it's been a good while now. And nice. uh, he, yeah, he quit his job uh, right after we got married to uh, kind of go out <laughs> on his own. So it was planned, uh, but it was definitely a, an adventure to start uh, start your marriage oh, off yeah. with. <laughs> yeah, uh, but a really good one. And actually the business really took off and he ended up making more money on his own than he was even working as a designer at his previous job. So uh, it was going really good. And then about two, about two years later, I saw how much fun he was having all on his own and uh, decided to quit my full-time job and join him in the business uh, full-time. So we've been working together uh, since 2018, but uh, yeah, it's been quite wow. an adventure and just had our first uh, baby uh, this past August. So that's oh, been- Congratulations. A Thank you. Yeah. So it's been another layer uh, to the business and working together and just working, yeah, working from home. Um, but it's been a really good one and a fun adventure. But uh, yeah, super passionate about small, working with small businesses. I, I uh, have wanted to own my own business since I was quite literally five years old. Uh, for some reason, I've just always wanted to do that. So now I feel like I'm, I'm living my dream and I could talk about business all day. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that. So how do you guys do? Do you get along pretty good most of the time? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we, that would be hard. It would be fun, but I think that would be a little tricky sometimes all day to every day together, but sure. But good for well, you. I'm sure you guys find your balance. We do. Yeah. You know, it, uh, we get asked that a lot, but I always say, you know, if, if we didn't, uh, we wouldn't be doing this <laughs> or we wouldn't sure. have lost this long. Uh, good point. But no. Yeah, yeah. So no, we make a really good team. And I would say, you know, over the past number of years, too, we've just kind of really figured out where each of our strengths and weaknesses are um, in terms when it comes to work and very different working styles. Mm -hmm. I, I usually have a shirt on that says it, but uh, I'm I'm an early bird and he's the night owl, which is where the inspiration for our logo comes from. But <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So very opposite working styles, um, but we make it work. And um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's been over the number of years that we've been working together that you kind of just figure out how to actually do it. And it makes your communication mm -hmm. really, really good because it has to be <laughs> to make it work. Right. Right. Well, yeah. I think that's key for any team, right? Whether it's your spouse or just somebody that you see at the office, I feel like communication and knowing where your shortfalls for lack of a better term are and where they can mm -hmm. pick up that slack and vice versa. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Good for you guys. I, I love it. Thanks. So talk to me a little bit about, for people, I think most of my listeners tend to be those who are just starting out in their small businesses or side hustles, as well as those who are looking to rebrand and kind of step things up a notch. So I would love to hear your thoughts and tips on starting to put, like if you're just barely starting to put together a new brand or a rebrand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, especially when it comes to people who are just starting their business, mm -hmm. I, to be completely honest, would say don't invest a ton of, uh, of your resources, time and money into your brand. Initially, we do get some people who are coming to us who haven't even actually started their, their business yet. They're just kind of in the planning stages, which is all fine and good. And we don't have to start there, but I always kind of tell people, wait till you get a little bit more established and you have a good handle on 
who your audience is, what your differentiators are, and honestly, just actually running your business before you kind of invest a lot of time and money into building your brand, because things are going to change from when you very first start to where, you know, you're one, two, three, five years down the road. Um, so that being said, you know, obviously you've got to have, have a logo and more, more importantly, honestly, even than that is having an online presence, especially when you are still just starting out, having a basic website up where people can easily find you, you can mm -hmm. point people to, and it's got the most important need to know information on there is a great starting point. And then I always tell people too, like once you've been in business for, let's say a number of years, you've got a good handle on things. And like I said, you've probably pivoted uh, at least once, if not a number of times. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then is a better, I would say a better time to kind of invest more financial resources and time into actually building a really solid brand that can kind of carry you on through the future when you've got a good handle on your business. And that's who we tend to work with the most is people who've been in business for a number of years, kind of have an idea of where they're going. And then we help them get there in terms of a, a brand and especially a website perspective. I love that. Cause I think, I think that people do get kind of hung up on, on that and things like colors and mood boards and, and that can be fun. And that's sometimes a great way to start, but to lock yourself in too early, I can yeah. see where that's, you know, that's kind of, I wouldn't want to say a waste, but but maybe not the best use of time and resources in the beginning yeah. stages, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's just my honest opinion. You know, uh, like I said, mm -hmm. hey, hey, we all started somewhere too. And I, even our own brand has gone through a number of iterations to where yeah. we are now. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's interesting uh, creating a brand for yourself when that's what you do for other people. Yes, <laughs> it's, uh, sure. Yeah, it's a, it was a very good, uh, it's a good perspective and a good reminder of kind of just how um, challenging it can be. It's, and for us, it's, it's fun and uh, really enjoyable to do it for other people. But even when you're doing it for yourself, looking inward, trying to have an outside perspective when you kind of can't uh, is right. an interesting challenge. Um, but yeah, I would say, you know, it's just, uh, it's kind of a, it's a real journey, right? Kind of how your, your brand transitions over time and um, definitely still having, you know, having that online presence, having an initial brand to start with and then really continue to build from, and really it will continue to evolve over time and should, in my opinion, too. Oh, for sure. I think if your business isn't growing and changing, then you're probably getting pretty still. Yeah, totally. So do you feel like it's a good idea to come up with, you know, logos? Let's talk about that for just a minute. To come up with something that's just maybe, I don't know, like your initial and something that is very basic to begin with and build from there. Or do you feel like not even worrying about a logo to begin with and maybe just using like a picture of your own face to get yourself out there? Or do you feel like there's a right or a wrong or somewhere in between with that? Well, we always tell our clients that the purpose of a logo is meant to be as a visual identifier to your business. So mm -hmm. it's not necessarily to, you know, represent everything you do in one symbol or um, <laughs> be, be the end all be all of, you know, the kitchen sink of, of everything that your mm -hmm. business embodies. It's meant to be as a visual identifier. So my best tip I can give is that it should be something that is unique enough to 
you, you and what you do, your business. Um, but I would not worry so, so much, especially in the beginning stages or get hung up on too many of the details because again, they're going to change. Um, but that's really what we help our clients do, especially when they are in the rebranding phase is a lot of times we'll take an existing logo and change it significantly. But a lot of times it ends up being an evolution of what was there before, because when you do have something to start with, we don't want to totally lose the equity that you and the recognition that you have built with that brand, especially if you're a, a fairly good sized business or have a reputation and been in business right. for a number of years. So we always kind of see it as this sort of a, a logo and brand evolution from where you're currently at. So that way you're not, you're not losing everything you've already built. You're not saying goodbye to everything. Well, you're just taking things to the next level and just continuing to evolve. So that's kind of the biggest piece of advice I can give is just making sure that your logo is legible. Uh, number one, if I, I can't read it, uh -huh. it uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, it has enough context. Um, we were working with a client recently who um, we're working on redoing their logo and he had said, well, maybe should we drop part of my business name? Uh, but it was the part that actually says what he does. Uh, so we said, no, <laughs> don't do that. I think right. having legibility, enough context, even in your business name in and of itself, um, and then a symbol that is easily recognizable and unique enough to you and, and your business. I love that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to switch gears here for a minute. Sure. <laughs> you talked a little bit about website and why that's really important to have that in place. Talk a little bit about that, because I think that as small business owners, and especially those of us who are pretty much primarily online, mm -hmm. um, maybe I'm speaking for the general population, but I think we all get really hung up on social media. And I understand social media is important, but let's talk a little bit about why having a really clear and usable website is important. Yeah, that's a great uh, question. I mean, I, I agree with you. Social media can definitely be a super valuable tool, especially depending on who your audience is, who you're trying to target, um, what industry you're in, especially if it's a B2C brand versus a B2B. Uh, B2C is always more, more fun and easy uh, to, to gather that uh, social media presence. Um, but to your point, every even on social media, right, you still have to direct people somewhere to take some sort of an action. And usually um, that is a website. So that's still kind of mm -hmm. the ultimate end goal that you're pointing people to. And I always uh, tell our clients too, when you're thinking about a website, kind of think about it almost like your storefront. It's kind of a good way to think about it. Yeah. Um, if you're walking past a store and you see the window display, if there's a storefront that's messy, cluttered, it's got outdated clothes, it's it's a mess, it's hard to find what you're looking for. You're like, what even is that store? I can't even see this, the sign. That's not a good store. You're not likely to go and walk into that store, right? So kind mm -hmm. of think of your website the same way versus let's say across the street, you see a really beautiful a window display, it attracts your attention. You can see what, what the shop is selling easily. It's a very appealing to you. You're much more likely to walk in and hopefully buy something. So kind of a, an easy way to kind of think about your what the purpose your website is serving. And then obviously there's different layers as you're getting into the website content and actually directing people to take an action. But that's kind of a quick, easy way to kind of yeah, sum up the, the point of a website yeah. is to get people yeah in the door and hopefully take whatever action you're trying to get them to do. Perfect visual. I love that. Um, and then I just wanted to ask you a little bit about another thing that we talked about in our initial call was, and it kind of goes back to, you know, you're working at home with your spouse, the whole hustle culture and working 24 hours and, you know, 
you get what you put into it and all that stuff. Tell me how you, A, how you feel about that, and then B, how you and your husband, how do you shut it down when it's time to shut mm-hmm. it down? And is that hard to do living with your business partner? Uh, yes, <laughs> it can be. The, the I like that. But uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I've been becoming very, within the number past few years, just become very disillusioned with the whole hustle culture that is mm-hmm. so prevalent of just, you know, to your point of like, uh, you know, you get into it, get get in what you get out of it. And I don't think that's necessarily always true or it, it cannot be true or be taken too far. Um, we are all about small, sustainable business growth where it's not going to lead to you burning out, uh, you know, working 24 hours a day, not being able to shut off. And I think really that comes down to a lack of healthy boundaries and that's certainly something that I uh, definitely have been guilty of myself, whether it's with uh, clients or just actual amount of work time or a lot of different things. But because um, it can really be hard to shut off. I remember when we first started the business, we were still working out of uh, a very small apartment. Uh, we've upgraded now. We have a house in the actual office space, which is very nice. But uh, <laughs> right. it was really hard having, yeah, just your literally your whole work and just life tied into one very small Base. Um, so it, I would say kind of my biggest piece of advice and one of the biggest things I've learned is putting up those healthy boundaries, like actually setting working hours for yourself. And I think especially when you're have a you know online based business, your your work is your computer <laughs> essentially. You can take it with you anywhere. It's hard to shut off. Yeah. You get email notifications. Um, yeah, it can be so challenging to do that. But having times when you say, okay, I'm not, I'm going to turn off my email notifications. I'm only going to work certain hours. Um, or even for us, one thing we did last year, which has been a huge improvement is we said, no, well, we're closed on Fridays, no work on Friday. So we only work four days a week. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's been awesome. It's been super enjoyable for us, especially now having uh, a baby, it just kind of adds more to that work-life balance. Right. So yeah, having those boundaries has been really huge for us. Do you find yourself having to remind yourself often that, okay, I'm not supposed to do this. It's Friday, but I really want to check and see if this certain person did their part. Like, do you struggle with that? Or have you found that now that you've set those boundaries, you can stick to them pretty easy? Yeah, I definitely did at first, for sure. I was mm-hmm. even worried oh my gosh, our clients, you know, or other people are going to give us, have like, is there going to be a backlash against us? Because yeah. other people are working on Fridays and now we're not answering email, you know, and they'll get my out of office. But honestly, I was pleasantly surprised that that's really never, has never happened. That wasn't the case. And honestly, I got some people uh, saying, I want to do the same thing, or I'm super <laughs> jealous that I, I want to try to do that. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, yeah. do it. Uh, yeah. So I definitely, yeah, had uh, an issue with that. Um, initially, but uh, since it's been over a year now, it's been great. And we will work occasionally on a Friday, just kind of on some internal stuff if we need to. But otherwise, we try to stick to that. And uh, I look forward to it. <laughs> now I get all this. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 I love that. I think I went over all the questions that I had for you. I would just love to hear if you have any other thoughts, things that you can tell us about how people can work with you, how to reach out, where to find you all that yeah. fun stuff. Yeah, so one thing that makes us a little bit different than a lot of other branding and web design agencies out there is that we do offer 
uh, brand and website packages. So they're all inclusive, flat fee packages, standard inclusions there, or of course the deliverables are totally custom to each client, but it's just a really easy way to have a starting point of what you need. That's kind of how we put together and came up with these packages to begin with. It's just based on specifically small business owners design needs. Um, so I definitely encourage you guys to take a look at those packages and see if anything is a good fit for you. And you can visit us at mothershoddesign.com. Fabulous. And I will have your link in my show notes as well as to, I know you have Instagram. Do you do, we didn't really talk about social media a ton, but do you do things like TikTok and Reels and all that or do you kind of just stick to Instagram? Yeah, you know, it's been interesting. I've tried experimenting with that in the past. Um, to know, honestly, great results. And I think part of that is just being a, a B2B business. It tends to be more difficult. And I've just kind of found that's not where our, our audience tends mm -hmm. to be. So I, I certainly use Instagram, but more as just a, a tool to say like, hey, we're here, we're in business, okay. we're alive, <laughs> if I'm being honest. So where do you find that you find your most of your customers? Um, Facebook, yeah. LinkedIn. It, you know, it definitely used to be Facebook groups in particular, mm -hmm. just like mm -hmm. how we found each other. Right, I mean, right. a lot of different ones. Yeah, so that's Fabulous. definitely still a source of leads. But honestly, within the past year, we've seen a big spike um, in people finding us through through SEO, through Google search, which has been great. Perfect. So what yeah, you're doing is come, working. Yes, yeah, exactly. And I always <laughs> tell people to uh backlinks that's definitely been kind of the main we have a, a good seo foundation set up on our website oh, and good. that's what we do for our, our clients too but backlinks to you know from other sites and, and vice versa has been a huge uh, game changer for us and definitely getting good leads from that fantastic well thank you so much i love your tips and tricks and i really love like you said to take it small not invest so much time effort money into trying to come up with the perfect brand from day one, not overwhelming yourself and setting those boundaries and those smaller goals and get there without wearing yourself out and being sick of your business before it even gets off the ground. Because I know I've been there. <laughs> yeah, same. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, like I said, all of Meg's information will be in our show notes and on our Instagram page. <laughs> and thank you so much. I hope you have a great yeah. weekend. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You bet.